Heavy Metal Culture Clash with Geoff Thorpe from Vicious Rumors and Thomas Metal Moser from Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Hey there and welcome to another episode of the Heavy Metal Culture Clash with the German Schlager star number one. Nowadays we oh learned from boy. our last episode, Jeff Thorpe of Fisher's Rumors. We're going to be really curious what <laughs> he's going to sing today and perform today for us. Is it going to be the Weisswurst Weiss song again or is it going to be something else? <laughs> you don't get very many redos in life, do you? <laughs> No, not here, <laughs> not this time. <laughs> Great to be back, Thomas. Yeah, thanks for coming here, taking the private jet, coming all the way from San Francisco, California. Oh. Yeah, just for doing this. I brought the sunshine. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you did. That's really good. We got a lot to talk about in this episode of the Heavy Metal Culture Clash. And there's one thing that uh, it's just, you know, it just came up in the news and uh, um, Schmier, my friend from Destruction and his band, they just played a festival. And I forgot the the the, the precise name, but I think it was called, so no background tape shit festival. You oh. Know? Like no pre-recorded show thing, no lip sync shit cool. festival. So all those bands they played, they played totally and 100% live. So nobody played, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the festival has been canceled, but no. yeah, right. But that's a big thing. Yeah, no, it is nowadays. I mean, so many bands do it. I don't want to give it away for wishes rumors now that you know you obviously you pre-recorded you know digital dictator life and then <laughs> one of your rehearsals it's going to be on the next tour totally and not once in the past, <laughs> present, or future. Vicious rumors is one hundred percent live. which isn't always a good thing. Yeah, but it's one hundred percent live. But I know it's a very popular trend, you know. And you always hear about kind of same group of bands that, you know, people would say, well, that wasn't live. One of those bands is Wasp. And Blackie Lawless, you know, he's been around for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, he's had his ups and downs. Sure. Lately, uh, he's been touring very, very regularly here in Europe. And you can see him, you can see Wasp almost every year. You yeah. know, somewhere, you know, fall, spring, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I usually go there and then I, I check it out. And then, you know, obviously I have in the back of my head that, you know, this guy might not be singing live. And I try to, you know, just really take a close look at the microphone. You now, know, what makes you say that though? Is it because you've heard that in the, in the industry or because? It sounds too perfect. Or no, it's both. Both, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, obviously, you know, once the, the the spark has settled somewhere, you go like you 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 just watch. You go like is be it life. Is there a mistake? Before I heard about before I heard that they may be one of the bands that yeah, do that. Yeah. I had to ask myself, how could he? Well, he sounds uh, absolutely fuck perfect. He does. He does. <laughs> you know, like, that's true. That's this true. This guy is absolutely amazing. And then yeah. then you start when those. Uh, you know, that information comes out, you start yeah. to wonder. Yeah. But um, what's what's your take on this? Because I couldn't tell. I'm In all honesty, if Wasp is not playing live, I could not tell. But then again, I'm not a musician. I'm just a fan. I mean, a fan who has seen a thousand shows. And still, you know, he, <laughs> if Blackie Lawless doesn't sing live, he, he's doing the best job ever in hiding it from me. There's some bands that do it. It's sort of painfully obvious in not a good way. And there are some bands that do it 
maybe if Wasp is one of those bands, they yeah. do it so well yeah. that it almost I, I, I don't even want to say this, that it almost doesn't matter because I think when you pay to go see a band live, you should get to see their live show. And yeah. I and yeah. and I'm from you know, some people might want to go to a show and hear exactly what's on the record. That's never been me. Okay. I love to go to a show and hear maybe the most popular song the band does, but hear them do it live. And, and yeah. I like hearing that. Yeah, I, okay, I, I okay. like the difference. Yeah. And um, so that's important to me. But certain bands just have a way of some bands can pull it off better than others. And it's funny. You know, that you're, you're talking about certain bands and other bands. And I only talk about Wasp. I can't tell any okay. other bands. Who's, who's, who's not playing live? Um, Can you be that honest? Yeah. In, be, be, okay. You know, if you get shot later, don't tell. Okay. If there's a risk of being murdered, you know. Well, there's always... And, of course... <laughs> did you catch that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. Not too sure. Well, you know, the thing is, whether it's they're playing live or whether the vocals are live or, you know... We went on tour with one band that there's a drummer, a bass player, and a guitarist. All right. And three singers. But when you hear the band live, there's two guitars, two keyboards, four background parts, and a string section. You know, so it's like this <laughs> well, incredibly yeah. thick orchestra. And, yeah. And, but, but, in all fairness to them, they don't try to hide it. The drummer does it all yeah. right in plain daylight in front of you. Yeah. Like well, he, he's got a thing like right there and he's doing it. So you can kind of see it. But, but that's, that's differently because a lot of that stuff with all the sampling and everything. And I, I know drummers are not drummers anymore because I've seen them doing all different kinds of shit too on yeah. stage. But that's, that's not what, I'm, what we're talking about. We're talking about cheating. Okay, okay. And this is just adding to the sound, you know, what you cannot produce live. You, you don't take a string orchestra out on tour. You, right. have, you have to sample somewhere. Well, fine. Okay. Fine, you know, what can you do? But this is about not singing live. There's always, there's always a story about Vince Neil of Motley Crue not singing live. Right. I mean, this guy sounds so bad sometimes that I think he's 100% live. Because sometimes, well, in, in, the, in the recent years... And I saw him with Motley Crue the last times and uh, and solo. Man, he couldn't sing those songs. I'm sorry. I mean, Vince, I'm sorry, but it just sounds not good. You know, that would be a whole new level if you were trying to portray yourself to be real, but you recorded the parts yeah, so badly so that when they hear the recorded parts, they're also bad yeah, so that you, you think, think it's, it's real, real yeah, I know. but it's all awful anyway. But I cannot. So, yeah, yeah, I know. So I, I'm just going to say that people should just be prepared to play live. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if you can't pull it off, then I guess, you know, you can record on the, you can rely on some of this modern technology. But then again, you're beating around the bush. What about Blackie Lawless? Well, you know, I, I, <laughs> I don't think, I, I mean, I just can't imagine his voice is that perfect. The yeah. whole set. All right. Um, so I think that there's probably a lot of pre-recording. Um, he's a strange cat. I mean, uh, I, I admire him and I fear him. Uh, I never, I, I never know. got to know him. So, uh, you uh, know, I, I, I've met him a few times and, um, and I'm pretty sure that, uh, as much as I have a face for radio, he's forgotten about me, but, um, <laughs> but I'll tell you a funny little thing about Blackie is, uh, we, we were doing a festival together and, um, he apparently had made a very big deal about like 
you know, no pictures of me backstage. Like, yeah. I, I don't want anybody talking to me. I don't yeah, want anybody blah, blah, taking blah. pictures of me. Yeah. Uh, I don't want anybody worshiping. No, I threw, I threw that one. In. <laughs> um, so anyways, make it a pretty big deal about it. You know? So I'm thinking like, you know, if whoever you think, if someone's going to make that big of a deal about it, yeah. they're, they're probably not going to do something to attract attention to themselves. Wrong. <laughs> okay. So he comes out of his dressing room in like a little white t-shirt about two sizes too small and some powder blue hot pants. <laughs> and Nice. And it just, it was not a good look, bro. Okay. So how many pictures did you take of him? I took as many as my <laughs> finger could take. It was just photo after photo while we we're talking. And and the funny thing was there was a couple other photographers I could see with their cameras like at their waist just popping stuff away. But um, you know, sometimes I guess when you're really self absorbed, you just uh have a different reality. Like just for example, like uh when I was introduced to him the first time, yeah, my drummer Larry had auditioned for Wasp. Yeah. And uh, Blackie had told him, hey, you know, I really like that album. Yeah. Welcome to the ball you guys did, you know, and I really like your drumming. So that's how he kind of got the chance to do that. So we're at the festival. And Larry's like, hey, hey, Blackie, I wanted to introduce you to Jeff Thorpe. He's, right. you know, is the guy who you know, wrote a lot of those songs on Welcome to the Ball that you liked. Right. And I was just like, hey, I know I'd never met him before. I was like, hey, all right, man. Nice to meet you. And he just looked at me and goes, you're welcome. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, th- I'm thinking. I'm thinking like this guy, all this guy hears is me thanking him. You know what I mean? It just, so thanks for all the bullshit, you know, <laughs> you're welcome. But you know, actually I really dig wasp and I, I, I think wasp, that Blackie, everybody does. I think yeah. Blackie's got a great voice and they came up with some great songs. It's fun to give them. It's fun to talk about this shit and give them a little shit. But, uh, I announced him once at the banging head festival. Oh really? Yeah. And it's always cool because you go like, you know, and ladies and gentlemen, they're fucked like a beast. You know, it's, it's, oh. that's, that's always a burning, you know, you, you, you cannot, you know, yeah. although it's already almost a stereotype saying that, but I, I heard that he won't perform that live anymore. Why? I believe that he has taken on some religion. When, yeah. The non-fucking religion or uh, what? Uh, yeah. Religion of non-fucking, <laughs> which means there's no more human civilization. <laughs> um, no, I'm not. Sh- that's just what I heard. I heard that he got kind of religious. And I I do remember the last time I saw them perform, he was actually praying on stage, like in, during a, like a solo or something. Please don't let the tape I, stop. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please that's not it. again. You know, now it's all making sense to me. Okay. <laughs> I just thought it was some weak ass shit on stage, but now I, I, he was praying for the tape not to but stop. it's funny it's funny because i i really regret never having talked to blackie lawless and, and never having really met him or shook his hand because usually you know as as for me it takes me one or two sentences just to find out how people are okay and i cannot tell how blackie lawless is yeah. i cannot tell what kind of what, what type of guy he is he's he's he seems arrogant he seems just in his own world he doesn't give a shit about his surroundings, pretty much. But maybe it's better living well, <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? So know, maybe maybe he created this in order to feel better because he doesn't. He just doesn't give a shit about what others are thinking. I think he's a pretty intense character, know. from what I've heard. Like I said, I just met him the the one time, and uh, and it was, and he just said, "You're welcome." And I was like, "Oh, hey, okay," <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, but well, uh, but uh, you know. He he's, he puts some out some great music and he's got a cool voice so you know rock stars will okay, be rock name, stars. Name one other band without getting shot afterwards that w- where you think they're not really live. 
Well, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm, I'm thinking too. And, uh, you know, you have all those sample stuff. That's all good. Besides, other than, than Vince Neil being crappy the way he always is and, you know, washed just by hearsay because other people, because there were the rumors. I got to say that, that the last time I saw Corn, I, I, Jonathan Davis voice was so incredible and his stage presence was so violently, his body contorting and, yeah. the, and the voice was still so perfect. I kind of wondered at that point if there was some, some yeah. something going on, but at the same time, I just think that he is such an amazing performer and singer. I didn't even care because I was having, I mean, the groove is so powerful at a corn show. Yeah. I was just digging what they were doing. I don't know. He could be one of them. I, I, I'll tell you what, though. It happens mm. way more than people even realize. Most likely. Most likely. You know. But yeah. I wish Paul Stanley would finally realize that he needs oh, to take some ouch. pre-recording. Yeah, I'm sorry. Ouch. I'm sorry. Paul Stanley's voice is dead. Dead mm. as a doornail. And I'm the biggest Kiss fan this side of the Mississippi. I mean, and yeah. that's just so sad that it happened. But he wouldn't admit it to himself. But uh I don't know, you know, listening to him, the, the last couple of shows were cruel. I'm kind of surprised because they, they seem like a band that would probably embrace that. Then again, they're old school, so maybe they believe in the live they know performance. They know the live shit. really good performers. I mean, you know? I mean, you can talk about it, argue about Kiss forever and ever, but life, perfect. And Paul Stanley was a voice god. He was a vocal god. Oh, yeah. But it, it's not there anymore. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's painful. Painful, really painful. I gotta cry. Oh. I'm such a big Kiss fan. You know, you know. It, I think the, the rumors of a, a very last tour coming up from Kiss. I wonder if I really go. Yeah, yeah. it's like you want to have the good memories of the, my, my the old wife. Days. My wife never went to see Motley Crue at the final shows. They go like, I don't want to see old an old bag of sex hanging around. I want to remember them as a, you know when they, as they were. 30 years ago when I saw them, you know, in the, in the eighties or nineties. And, and she goes like, no, I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> and she, I go like, yeah, well, the, kind of right. I think the difference there is that Motley Crue may not really be go down in the history books for their music. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? So no, in that regard, they might not be one of the bands you want to see so late in their career because they're, you know, pretty boys only last for so long. Now, in Vicious yeah. Rumors, we're ugly and we've been ugly from the beginning. So we just, hey, hey. We, what, what we do is we focus on the music yeah, and hey, that'll take you to the 75th anniversary, <laughs> which is coming up. Uh, That's really good. We got to talk about something that I would call a European phenomenon. Because I think that I cannot, I cannot think of any band stateside that's so huge that would actually compete to the European section of this one, and it's uh, it's a genre that I really, really like, not because of all the women, but just because of the music too, and it's all this the symphonic metal thing, the female fronted metal thing, oh. that's really huge in Germany just yeah. because of bands such as Nightwish, mm. Within Temptation. Oh. Delaying. Oh, oh! I see. I see. Oh. The fan in you is getting out, like really, really, like I don't know. You know, you just exploding of uh, joy and uh, well happiness. Talking about that, you know, all those women and bands you mentioned have talent. Think so. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, I don't know. Just for me, like you know, call me barbaric. 
call me old fashioned, call me chauvinistic. I might. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just like I, I I just like men and my metal. And uh, whoa, that came out really weird. Um, <laughs> Because I'm all about the girls. But, um, but the, you know, the, the, the quality of a band such as Nightwish. Yeah, that's undeniable. Exactly. It's undeniable. Exactly. So why not? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. personal tastes here and there, but still. Yeah. You, know, you, can, you cannot argue about that. I mean, this guy, Thomas Holopainen, this brother from Finland, he's the mastermind. He's writing all those songs. He did, he did some amazing stuff oh there's the no question and the yeah. and the sound of the nightwish records the production of those records oh, is over the top man. yeah yeah talking about samples yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know i don't know man it's like you know the the women and rock thing is awesome it's nice to have a little break in between machine head and testament and stuff <laughs> um <laughs> i don't know i just you know I mean, that's, you know, when I'm at festivals and those bands are playing, that's usually when I take a break, you know? Man, that's when I'm front row. Um, yeah. I, there's, there's, but I'm, I'm all about the girls, though. I'm exactly. all about the girls. That's the var variety. You don't see ugly men. You see nice chicks standing in fronting and go like, yeah. And sometimes they even talk to me. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. I'm good friends with Sharon from Within Temptation, this uh, Dutch band, uh, which is immensely popular too, and they write really good songs. I mean, their husband, uh, her husband Robert, he, her, and 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 him, they they pretty much write the whole Within Temptation mm -hmm. thingy. And uh, I blame Pat Benatar and Neil <laughs> Giraldo for this. Well, how, as long as you don't blame Joan Jett, I'm fine. Okay, I like Joan Jett. She's you, my. You can't call her a girl. Yeah, but I'll still like her. Yeah, she, I love she Joan Jett. She might be lesbian and everything, but she's got the. <laughs> Best music ever. No, she kicks ass. ACDC. She's got another lover as well as me. I mean, just, just lyrics. You know, just they give it all away. It's all cool. You know. Yeah. She's no, good. she's badass. Yeah, but the, you know, I'm. I talk to those guys from Within Temptation once in a while, and uh, and and to Sharon, and I I usually announce them on stage when they're in Munich, and they play the Cine, which is like a five thousand venue. Okay. So it's pretty good. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, uh, we pushed them a little here at Rock Antenna. And make them a little bitter, bigger and uh, and more successful, which is good. And the funny thing is, like the last time, I I'm, I usually invite myself to you know announce them on stage <laughs> because you never think about it. So I go like, can I announce you? She goes like, yeah, well, oh yeah, why not? You know, so, so last time I went there, it's a couple of years ago, and I go in there and you go like, you know, um, so how are we gonna do this? Talk to the tour manager, you know, and uh, he goes like, well, it's easy, you announce. I'm like, okay, good. I'll do that, yeah. you know, or whatever. So uh, I go out there and look at the stage just before, just right before the show starts. And uh, I go, well, there's a curtain. So how am I going to go out there? Where, how, you know, how much room do I have before I fall off the stage? It's so, it's so moronic. You know, I was thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, how are we, you know, how are we going to do this? And I go like, well, it's easy. We, we open up the curtain and you go out to the catwalk. I'm like, well, there's a catwalk. I didn't know that, you know. I was thinking about like I have like one one yard, and not, not even like a couple of inches before I fall off the stage in front of the curtain and stuff like yeah. that. So it was just crazy. But uh, uh, we saw we too saw within temptation life together, right? At this festival, the Out and Loud Festival in oh. Germany. I have to admit, I left early. Oh man, um, how can you do this? I thought you were standing right beside me. After Creator, I had oh. to go. 
Um, Come the I'm fuck so, on. I got a lot of problems, bro. I got a lot of problems. <laughs> that was the best show. I bet it was good. Oh, you know, man. And, uh, you know, I'm coming off like a real chauvinist pig tonight. But uh, the girls, you know, hey. What do you mean tonight? Well, <laughs> but uh you know man i just i like my metal uh a little more aggressive but i you know when i'm listening to like pop what or... about arch enemy no okay this girl is just a bombshell she's aggressive she's tough she's got a voice way lower than you and i together yeah that what is, else do you want to have that's a bit of a different story You know, Alyssa White Glues. Yeah. That's what her name is, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I just imagine like if you went out to dinner with her or something like, <laughs> waiter, you order like two steaks. Where's my soup? Uh, cook mine, leave hers raw. <laughs> uh, you know, just cut her off a piece and throw it to her like a shark. Just, <laughs> but I mean, this, but this gun is just. No, but actually, I heard they're vegan, but um, <laughs> oh, no, okay. she she is incredible. Like yeah. with that, I don't know where that voice comes from. But at the same time, it you know the face and the voice they don't really match. They, I guess, it's natural for. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I love Arch Enemy and uh, Mike and Jeff are just incredible. Like probably the to me, some of the best guitar yep. players in the game. <laughs> Most deaf. Most deaf. And yeah. um, I, you know, it's heavy. She's heavy. She's real. I want to believe her. Okay, here's the crucial question of all time. Okay. You know, this is might be the end of the heavy metal culture clash right here and right yeah. now. Yeah. My- but it might be not. You okay. know, it's your choice. Jeff. Okay. What about Doro? Doro Pesh, the German metal queen. You got to have love for her. I mean, I'm There's sorry. The, no, no, that's okay. Now we're talking. I thought we were just talking about women, not royalty. <laughs> Okay, there, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about royalty. Next episode is coming up, ladies and gentlemen. No worries, everything, and, everything uh, is answered the right way. No, she <laughs> she is by far the the queen. And when you think about it, yeah, of all metal and female vocals, really, because yes, I don't yeah. even I don't see you know maybe uh, the the gal from out from March Enemy. You know, she's probably she keeps going the way she's going. She could be a contender but doro to me stands alone not just in germany but worldwide yeah for for yeah. women in, in metal i don't like i think the next closest one to her is i don't i couldn't even name who it was but it's someone w- way down here and she's way up here yeah and yeah. in my book yeah so yeah um and she has a great band and uh She's a cute little thing. <laughs> yeah, she still is. Yeah, I know. You know, I always talk to her. Like every time we see her, she's got her own show here, mm. Dora Radio Show in the, oh, on, wow. on Rock Antenna. Yeah, great. And uh, you know, every time we meet, it's like yeah, I go like, Dora, what's up? In love, married, kids? She goes like, No, no, Thomas, I do this all for my fans. No, there's no time. You know, I, I got to do metal. Yeah, I remember. I we uh, Larry, my drummer, was kind of flirting with her one night too, and I was and I was just like, my eyes were this big, just like, just kind of listening in, like, oh, how is this going to go over? And I and I remember he kind of like asked. I think he even asked her out or something, and she was just like, oh, I'm I'm I am married. I'm married to metal. <laughs> It was funny, but I, but she's got a boyfriend. I know somewhere. Anyway. She um super gracious and nice. Like yeah. every time I've talked with her and we we've done shows together and like and I've said hello to her. And like she's just like a real sweet person. Yeah, she's the mother Teresa of uh, of heaven. Yeah, it's like God. She's so damn likable. 
it really goes against my whole not having women in metal thing. It's confusing for me. Exceptions prove the rule. Exceptions, brother. <laughs> it's nice. Doro is one thing, but uh, there's there's something we really have to talk about because I think it, it personally involves you too, uh, being an artist. And uh, I know I remember most of the Vicious Rumors record covers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some good, some not bad, but different. Mm-hmm. How do you get to choose your record covers? How do you? How do you? How do you? How, how does this work? Because uh, yeah. I, I know I, I thought about we should talk about the worst record cover you've uh, ever seen yeah. in metal. Oh wow! Besides the first Black Sabbath record, but still, it's still oh, good somewhere. I love that. Yeah, cover. I, <laughs> I know it's gonna tick you off. That's why I said. That's why yeah, I said. That's it. a really good one, man. It's <laughs> still scary looking. Yeah, paranoid is worse. That's true. But. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's funny because a lot of times I think the musicians have maybe an idea for the cover yeah. in their mind, yeah. and then they try to like convey that to an artist, mm-hmm. and then you just hope it comes back what you wanted, <clears throat> and then sometimes you realize at that point how ridiculous your idea was <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> I don't know what what do you let me just ask you what what do you think is our worst album cover the vicious rumors worst album cover Digital Dictator was good okay yeah that most have thank you but what about the worst one I thought that Warball oh okay wow maybe didn't you know okay. transpond the idea of the record as such I I think we have one shit. that's worse like what I think we have one that's worse than Warball <laughs> um <laughs> That would be the inverse. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go low. Yeah. Let's let's go down. I, I the one that I look back on and that really does not do it for me is the American version of Word of Mouth, and that was our 1994 release and the the last album with Carl Albert on it. I don't know, man. It was, was like it, the, it was like, of you in there. It was the mid nineties. <laughs> we couldn't. We had the idea for this word of mouth thing, yeah. but we just couldn't. We couldn't really come to terms on like what, how to pervade, how to portray that. Like one idea we had was like having like like uh, like a devil whispering something into like a nun's ear, uh, like uh, the uh, word of mouth uh. or or something. And, and we what ended, came out? It ended up being this, this picture of a girl's mouth with her just her mouth open. Like these red lips <laughs> with their mouth open. And we didn't even have like our logo on it. It was just these block letters. It's just as, and, and a very poor resolution of the VR ball. It just looked awful. How did that happen though? I, I you know, what? I have to take the responsibility for it, but Thomas, I don't know. Um, because there, there must be a point in time where you go like, where somebody comes up to you and goes like, this is the logo for your record. Yeah. And you go like, no, it's not. You know, but <laughs> we, we hired a guy and he, I remember it was a friend of a friend and we were, you know, not making the, the smartest decisions probably at the time. And, uh, I mean, the album itself is really, a, a one of our, one of our high achievements. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of our most versatile albums. Uh, you really get many different sides of vicious rumors on that one album. And Carl, We'll be right back from the commercials, ladies and gentlemen. It's all good. Yeah. (laughs) Carl did a great job. But, you know, we hired this guy and uh, looking, uh, it ran late. We had missed one of our deadlines and I think we kind of just settled for it. I don't know. The good news is 
Next year is the 25 year reunion, and the album's being re released oh. with a new cover. Oh, man. So, um, what is it? Don't put a picture of you in there. I, I, I haven't seen the new cover yet. <laughs> Who's responsible for the fucking new cover? But, but I just know it couldn't be worse than the other one. So, it's just, I figure it's a win win. We'll see about that. I was thinking long, you know, about. The, the the worst cover in metal and there there's so many <laughs> there's so many you yeah know, all, of all those you know not a league uh, the, the b and c and minor league bands that you know don't have a budget for sure a cover in the 80s just remember you know you had to be like you know it had to be like a comic painting of a monster or whatever and then you know Doomsday for the Deceiver comes out, right. <laughs> or whatever, which I think is really bad. You know, I wouldn't wear that monster for a shirt. You know, sorry, Flotsam and Jetsam, but still, <laughs> it's, I think it's really bad. And then you have some stuff like, like Sacred Reich. They had some some good ones. Ignorance was a good one it, because it came more to the punk stuff. You know, the I remember the Hawaii album cover. Yeah, yeah, with the with was, those hats and, and with a little volcano. Yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that was pretty bad. Even though Marty Friedman's a, dem you know, a demigod. You, but, yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I think one of the, you know, if you have, what's it called in, in English? I don't remember. A, a mascot like Eddie from, oh, from Iron Maiden or yes. the, the, the Vicar Rattlehead from Megadeth. You're on the safe side. The mascot. The mascot. Yes. But if you have a mascot such, a, such as Riot did with a guy with a bird's head oh right <laughs> and right. a muscular body you go like not a I, lot i don't want to wear i don't want to buy a shirt of that yeah not a lot of places to go with that one <laughs> and it's uh, still there they, yeah. still, they, they, they keep bringing it back and back and you know narita was a great record and right it was a great band mm -hmm. you know no discussions about that yeah but those record covers oh man How could they? Yeah, with the one with like the seal on it. Was that fire down under and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The seal. Or was this? Was that the seal? Or I was think that the it bird was head? The I think it was both. <laughs> it was a, a monster between it. You know. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, this is just uh, what? <sighs> well, well, it's like you said. You know, like a lot of those bands didn't really have a budget for for stuff, and you know. But why a bird head? But <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it comes why? back to. Why? Riot. What did you do? Oh, man. Our well, good friend Udo Dirksteiner. Uh-huh. He had a face a couple of years ago where he had this green, like, sort of clown jerk monster. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Out. Kind of like a Hulk-looking thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just way smaller. Right. I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. I hope Udo is never going to listen to this one because, you know, he's going to punch my face. But still, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I dare to say this sucked. You know, and I think he didn't sell a lot of T-shirts with that. Well, since then he's now doing the accept cover band thing and doing quite well with it. Yeah, so. but that's you know a new UDO record is going to come out in August. Oh, really? They got to announce it at Wacken. So oh, um, fantastic! Yeah, it's time to go back. Yeah, to yeah. do the new stuff, and uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Although I got to tell you, we toured with Dirk Snyder. Yeah, and. Uh, Uh, I I got a lot of respect for uh, Mr. Dirk Schneider, the way he comes out, yeah. uh, you know, doing a two hour set, singing, sounding incredible. Yep. And uh, it's, you know, I love Accept, always have, and we still have a good relationship with them and do shows with them. Um, but it was 
really cool hearing those accept songs with Udo singing them. You know, I, know, I mean, you I, just can't. The original is the original. You, I mean, the voice is like the most recognizable thing, you know, to most people. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's uh, fantastic at what he does. And so, yeah, I, I wish him a lot of well. Wish him a lot of success, baby. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of hard, you know, touching on that because, uh, you know, I went I went to see Except obviously on their on the last tour, and uh, I always like their their new records. I I think they're not bad. Oh, uh, I think they're catchy. Wolf Hoffman, he knows this guy knows what he's doing. I oh, he's mean, incredible, no, no doubt about that. But then again, when you see them live, and now they had some band members changing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of hard to see this as except because I know you know I know it's except, but it's Peter Baltus, the bass player, and it's him, Wolf Hoffman, mm-hmm. and then there's the new singer, there's the new drummer, there's the new rhythm guitarist. So what have you? I wouldn't say it's a cover band, right? Man, I'm I tried far, far away from that. I tried so. to get that spot on uh, in Accept. What on, happened on the second guitar? Wolf just looked at me and said, "Jeff, you are not German enough." You're crazy. That's yeah. not real. And I'm like, uh, I, I'm like, I'm like, Wolf, what's up? I'm German. I'm part German. All the good part. You sang German Schlager. What, what yeah, the hell is uh, Wolf Hoffman talking about? Uh, uh, the good part, anyway. But uh, no, is that but for real? That is for real, man. Because I love. I mean, except, you didn't get that spot. Ex- well, I, I didn't actually try out for it. I just mentioned it to him. <sighs> that I would, that I was into doing it. Like if hey, if you ever needed me, and he's, and then he was, he's like Jeff, you are not German enough. But I, I love Wolf, and he's always treated me like soup. But this you know, guy that so they have well. right now is not German. He's, yeah, he is. Isn't he Polish or something? No, no, no. He's a German guy. He's oh, from really? that band, uh, Ab- Abandon, or Never no, not not Abandon. He's from, uh, God, he's from a well-known German band. Really, Tokyo oh. Hotel. Now you know, <laughs> you don't even know that. It totally slips my mind right now. I really I apologize know. for not knowing that. I do know it. It's just in the back of my mind. But yeah, he's uh, Rebellion. He's from Rebellion. 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 Okay, there we go. Okay, okay, okay. Still, you should have earned that spot. Though. Right? <laughs> Thank you. Wolf Hoffman lives and Peter. I think they both live in Nashville. So, That's true. So how German are they now? Yeah, huh? how do you like huh? that? Huh? No, That's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's German rednecks. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, you're Beware. talking to one of them. <laughs> Crazy man! Don't, don't make me bust out the schlager again tonight. <laughs> you gotta come up with a new one next time, <laughs> man. I was totally just messing around. I want to hear. You know, there's a song from the Descendants from a hardcore punk band about Wiener Schnitzel, but it's about the the, the food chain you have uh, oh. over there. I knew with, I knew I was in trouble when there was no bribing you to leave that off. <laughs> I want to hear a Wiener Schnitzel song from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Next time you're up, buddy. Good. Kein Scheiß, kein Scheiß. Coming up. We will go to the Tinsel Town in the Christmas market. Yeah, yeah. We will go. I don't know. I love this. Uh, to tell you the truth, though, there's something about the German Schlager. Like, like American country music. Yeah. To me, is just sappy and and sucks. But the schlager stuff here, okay, it also sucks. But <laughs> it is there's something way different about it. It's just there's something way more fun and like I can't take my eyes off of it. Like, I tell you, I tell, I can tell you one thing. You're not alone, my friend. You know who's a big, big fan of German schlager? I don't know if you if you ever talked about it. I don't no. know. Who? It's Richard Blackmore. Uh, really? That's Richard funny. Blackmore. He comes in. He goes like, you got. You know, I really like Florian Silvereisen. 
And I'm like, and, and to all of the, the American friends out there, this is a German Schlager guy that you would actually love to hate, you know, because of all the stuff he's doing. But, and and, 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 he, to, Richard, and I'm, I'm saying to Richard, are you fucking kidding me? You know, he goes, no, I'm not kidding you. I love his stuff. Yeah, and he was for real. Maybe he was we, for real. Maybe we should go one step back for some of our American listeners to, and even explain what Schlager is. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. So to, to me, Schlager is like... Oompa music. It's like the German right? That's version. That's what you call it. It's, to me, it's like the German version of old country folk music. It's like country folk German music. It's still not that sound. It's the spirit. It's the spirit of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Right. But right. with a completely different sound. And then especially the older Schlager artists, like when I see those commercials on TV, I, I just, I look at the people, I look at the clothes, I hear those songs. I cannot take my eyes off it, Thomas. <laughs> I'm, I do not know what to dude, say. Dude, we're in a podcast called Heavy Metal Culture Class. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? I, got, just right now? I have so many problems. <laughs> But I do have a Richie. You got Bl- one more now. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a Richie Blackmore story. Oh, oh, let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Okay. Tell, 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 tell. So we open for Rainbow at a. You open for Rainbow. We open for Rainbow. You open for Rainbow. It was an for o- the huh, Rainbow. It was an honor, and Richie Blackmore is an all-time heavy metal guitar god to me. I was so excited. To everybody, yeah, to everybody. And I was so excited to be on the show with him. And the we played this venue. Who at, was the singer for Rainbow at that time? Was it Graham Bonnet? No. The uh, other guy, Jolyn Turner. It was Jolyn Turner. All right. It was Jolyn Turner. Oh, man. Who, and this, I hate to change the subject, but we just heard that Jolyn Turner had a heart attack. Yeah, but he's all right. Is he okay? Yeah. Okay, that's stable. great. That's great news. Great news. Yeah. I don't know so, what they're going to do in Minsk, in White Russia. It, it, that's where he is. Oh, it's where oh he got my hospitalized. God. So uh, was he on tour? Or something? Yeah, most likely. Oh wow. Anyway, so <laughs> maybe he's got a condom at <laughs> somewhere in White Russia. But anyway, speedy recovery to ah, Joe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, great voice. But uh, yeah, we opened for Rainbow and um, super excited. And the the promoters came up to me and they said, "Hey, listen, Jeff, where was that in the states?" Somewhere, yeah, right? that was in uh, Palo Alto, California. All right, and. Um, when was it? I'm sorry, I gotta ask you. Oh god, nineties, eighties, eighties. Yeah, yeah, eighty something. Jolene Turner, must yeah, eighty something. It must have been. Uh, it must have uh, been. Uh, so, um, the promoters come up to me and they're like, um, you know, Jeff, at, from four o'clock on, mm-hmm. this whole area is for Rainbow only. So just make sure. I was there early because yeah. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, and uh, he just said, make sure by four o'clock you and the guys get all your stuff. Rainbow only four o'clock on. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm in I know I'm in the venue somewhere doing something. All of a sudden it's like you know five after four, and like I realize like oh man I left my bag. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I got I'm like I got just got to go back and get my bag. So yeah. I, I walk back yeah. in the back area and I'm and I got my my bags there. Nobody's there. So mm-hmm. I'm just you know slowly getting my stuff together, getting mm-hmm. ready to leave. Totally want to show them respect and yeah. you know be out of there. All of a sudden, Richie Blackmore and his wife walk in. Okay, Kenyus. and I swear right. to God, I just like, I, you know, I'm I'm playing too. I've got ten albums out by then. I mean, like, you know, I just turn into the biggest starstruck fan ever, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, boy. I'm just like, oh my, God, it's Richie. <laughs> my my voice just went up. It's Richie Blackmore. <laughs> you know, oh my God, it's Richie. You know, I mean, I was seriously, man. I was just like so blown away, and like, you know, and he walks in, and his wife, and you know. And uh, I turn around and I'm like, hey, you know, 
you know, of course I'm going to say something to yeah, him. What, what I'm yeah, not. sure. It's just me, him, and his wife. Yeah. No making a scene, no nothing. So, of course, I'm like, hey, you know, Richie, uh, I just want to say, like, oh, what an honor it is. Yeah. You know, the same stuff. You know, thank you so much. Uh, all of a sudden, I realize, like, my foot is completely down my throat. You know, I am just <laughs> sound so fucking stupid. <laughs> Right. And I, and so I go, I'm like, you know, I guess all I'm trying to say, man, yeah. is I just want to give you a hug. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and just like you yeah. kind of laughed for a second there, he's laughs for a minute and his wife is smiling at me and laughing. And then I, of course, then I start laughing and I, and, and all this is happening in a moment. Yeah. Right. And in a split second, I'm thinking, oh, God, I've heard all these stories about yeah. how eccentric yeah. he is, yeah, yeah. how hard he is to work with. And I'm thinking to myself, this is a great guy. Yeah. We're, 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 we're talking, we're laughing. And so I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to go in for the hug. So I reached over to hug him. And in one second, he got his arm up <laughs> in between us. His eyes were filled with horror. Okay. And I'm hugging him. And I'm thinking, this is going incredibly wrong. <laughs> this, this is going so badly right now. And and I, I and, and so I let I, I let him go, of course. Like, but you know, I figured I'm or it's already too late. I might as well get a good hug. <laughs> yeah, in. You know, right, I might right, as well right, get right. a good squeeze yeah, in. Yeah. You know, from and his wife. I, I, I let <laughs> I, I let him go, and I walk out with my bag. And the next thing I know, I just hear shit flying around, <laughs> breaking fucking crew guys running around. All this shit's going on. I'm thinking like. Holy shit, what happened? Like, You're crazy. I didn't even realize that maybe I could have started that. Yeah. And then, but I started the whole thing. No the, the, fucking way. The promoters come up to me oh afterwards and they're going, Jeff, what did you do? Oh, man. And I just looked at him and I went, I gave him a hug. <laughs> so that, that, that's my Richie Blackmore story. I thought he was, he seemed so cool and so normal, man. I tried to hug him and he just was like, who the fuck is this motherfucker trying to give me a hug? And then he wouldn't talk to anybody the rest of the night. And the guys from the venue were so pissed. <laughs> they all, they all wanted to get their deep purple shit signed. Yeah, sure. They all had the stuff. He wouldn't meet anybody. Yeah, he wouldn't yeah. talk to anybody the rest of the night. And he proved to me that he really is some kind of weird hung up dude. But you know, but the, you know, whatever, state, man. The state that he was in, that you created, it lasts for about like probably fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, all the people who wanted to have stuff signed in two thousand, two thousand one, <laughs> yeah, you you know where it came from, where it originated now. All I can say is when Tony Iommi, when I hugged Tony Iommi, he gave me a big hug back. It yeah. was like, right on, buddy. How was his tongue? Oh, easy. <laughs> easy. You know I only play with girls like that. But uh, <laughs> I got my Richie Blackmore story, too. Oh, you got to hear this. Um, Let me have it. A couple of years ago, a new Blackmore Snide record came out, and we never played this on the, on the radio because it's just too... Uh, it, was, it was midsummer. It was the hottest day of the year. It was incredibly hot. Right. And uh, Richie Blackmore, he came in for an interview. I said, I'm going to do this. I heard all the stories like you did. Eccentric, not talking, not giving a shit, yeah. not anything. I'm like, dude, it's 7 o'clock in, in the evening where it's going to come. I'm going to be here. I'm going to do this just to see what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to give him 10 minutes. I'm going to be home by 9 watching Nashville. <laughs> Whatever. You know, it's good. Okay. <laughs> So 10 minutes before they come, guy calls me up, goes like, 
you know, hey, this is Richie Blackmore's driver. Do you have any beer? I'm like, yeah, I got beer. Let me let me check the the basement. Yeah, I got beer somewhere. So you know, he goes like, cool. Yeah, we're there in in, in ten ten minutes. And so you know, I'm running. I'm running to get this beer. I think this beer is going to decide whether this interview is going to be good or not. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. So uh, I, I found beer. It wasn't cold, but I found beer. You know, so I I had this thing going on. It's seven o'clock in the evening. It's like 105 Fahrenheit outside. Seriously. Yeah. So no shitting you. Richie Blackmore and Candice come in, come walking in, in full medieval gear. I mean, you hear them, all the little bells that she had on her dress, like you hear them clink, 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 <laughs> okay. running in. And he looks like Robin Hood in his like <laughs> pants and shit, whatever. I'm like, God bless him. I'm going to give myself eight minutes and I'm out of here. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to have, you know, whatever. Dude, you know, it wasn't eight minutes. It was one hour and eight minutes that I peed myself laughing with this guy and with those two guys. I had the best so interview great. ever. Oh, man. Ever. I mean, I had no expectations whatsoever. Right, right. And this guy comes in. And he, the, the funny thing, before we start, he goes like, man, I don't like radio interviews. You know, they always put me into a little cabin. I like, I hate that shit. I'm like, oh my God, you're going to be surprised. We're going to be the smallest cabin ever in this whole goddamn house here. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm, you know, I'm going to go like, what's the new record? Blah, 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 whatever. Then I'm out of here. Right. And then I don't know how, and I don't know why those guys were up for fun. Oh, that's cool. And you know, well, what about the beer? Did they drink the warm beer? They drink the beer. Okay. He was good. We were, we were he was talking. And then uh, you know, one one question led to another, and we talked about you know Blackmore's night before, and then and and then he started talking about all the other stuff that I wouldn't even ask, and uh, you know, I like go, like old times purple stuff. Oh and- yeah, he goes like, you know, I go like, you know, there's there's a couple of rainbow reissues coming out. Have you ever heard of them? Do you have any control over them? He goes like. No, like, like I, I really like Rainbow Life in Munich because you know it's it's a good record, it's a good life mm-hmm. show that they played there and, and 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 they caught it on tape. And he goes like, "I gotta f- tell you a funny story about that." You know, before we recorded this stuff, I was in jail for three day, for three days in Austria, and he goes, "And it happened like that." Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, it's so funny." And he's so funny. Jeff, let me tell you, he was so funny that I couldn't stop laughing and I missed at least two jokes because I had to laugh for the first You're still uh, laughing at the first, the first one. joke. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right and I missed two jokes. I had to catch up and then and then Candice comes in and they interviewed themselves. Oh, wow. And I was out there. I was like, I'm going home. You're drinking you know, the warm beer, just listening. <laughs> seriously, I could have, you know, I could still be in this cabin and I would still laugh my ass off years and years after that because it was so cool. Wow. It was so fun. And uh, their driver that that came with them, came along with them, I think he knocked eight times at the door because he wanted to go home. Okay. And I said, like, I'm sorry, I could, I could, they, they're not stopping, they yeah. don't stop talking. I can't do anything, you know? I just let them talk. That's cool. That was, that was the, the, the best surprise I ever had in my oh, whole life. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's what I was hoping for, but I had to go and hug him. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I had one of those Deep Purple reissues made in Japan, three records, you know, the re-release. Right. And I go like, 
you know, you heard about those re-releases. I mean, how do you like them? He goes like, man, I totally hate them because I had no control. I mean, there's some guitar solos over there. I would have vetoed right in because I don't want to hear them because they're bad. You know, he, he didn't want them to have, be on a record. That's why, you know, Made in Japan is a, is a double record, not a, a triple record. Oh. And I go like, well, just wait what I have, what I brought for you to sign for me. <laughs> you know, because I had the record right here. You know? Yeah. He signed all of them. Oh, cool. All of them. The Japanese releases, everything. I'm like, man, I'm the happiest person in the world. They did a photo. And he talked about German Schlager all the time. Oh, that's so he cool. He talked about Florian Silver Eyes and I talked all the German. <laughs> and I go like, Anita, dude. Anita. Yeah, I go like, dude, you're mentally insane. You kind of like that shit. And he goes like, oh, Tom is just so funny. I you know, he, he, he was he was the perfect interview partner. Wow. I'm gonna, you I'm never gonna, know. You I'm never gonna know. I'm going to give you a tape and listen to that. I'd love to. You, you, you break down laughing. Yeah, I seriously, mean, and that's that's initially how Man. I felt when I met him. Like I was, yeah, like, no, no, I, no, no, I no. totally felt like, wow, this guy's like completely misconstrued. You know, he's a yeah. very cool guy, but he just heard, doesn't want to be touched. I by heard another from man. other, I heard from other people, from <laughs> some of my friends that went him that that are in the industry and they they had to go like well, there was a record release of Black Mass Nine, whatever. He wouldn't sign shit. Yeah, no shit. He wouldn't talk. He wouldn't do nothing. Candice would do all the talking. He would just sit there, be pissed for yeah. just your hug years yeah. later and not do anything. And I'm like, who are you talking about? Richie Blackmore? No, no, no. It's not the Richie Blackmore. No, no. The only thing that I regret is that since then, I haven't had the chance to meet him again. Oh, God. And I wish I would yeah. just to see if he's totally different the other, the other day. You know, if he wouldn't remember what happened here, blah, 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 like yeah. I did. That's gonna be interesting. I'm. St I still hope that I can catch up. He's in Berlin right now. Well, he would, you know, right now when we're recording this, Rainbow's playing Berlin. You know, I was supposed to, to fly there, but I didn't have the time, so uh, I I couldn't go there. Oh, okay. Uh, um, I hope that I, I'm gonna catch him sometimes, but but you know, <laughs> he's, he's not. He's just very selective dates, from what I understand. He's like not really performing that much. Just very few dates. Yeah, I know, but you know, it's Richie Blackmore playing the purple stuff. I want to see it. Who else? Yeah, yeah. you know, you wanna, I want to see it too. Yeah. I mean, I think Steve Morris is an incredible guitar player yes. and does a great job in purple. But you know, Richie Blackmore is just one of those guys. You yeah, know, yeah, there's yeah. he's a one of a kind. You know, Steve Morris has been way longer in this band than Richie Blackmore ever was. That's but true. He's still a new guy. You know, yeah, whatever you have. Yeah, no, that's uh, Don, Don Aries, the new keyboarder, and uh, and Steve Morris is the new guitarist. I mean, you cannot help it. Yeah, uh, uh. dude, we gotta stop. Okay, because it's been we're way over time it's, now. It's so much fun, and on uh, the podcast, <laughs> we gotta see who you gotta hug next and ruin the lives of all autograph collectors. You know. I really need to keep my hands to myself. That's just all there is to it. <laughs> as long as you don't hug. Me. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not getting off that easy. <laughs> Keep your tongue. <laughs> I'll see you next time. We drink to that. Rock Cheers, and roll, brother. And uh, we see you soon. Keep it metal. Heavy metal culture clash. Subscribe to our channel for more heavy rock and metal podcasts. <laughs>